0: And welcome everybody into a brand new episode of Believe and Clippers here on the Bleed Podcast Network. Jesse Cass and Alex Acker are back with you for another edition as we are on the doorstep of regular season basketball. We've got actual basketball that's already taken place. So Alex, we're here and a, it's going. We're ready to go.
1: It's going. Yes, it is, for sure. I'm excited, man. Um, Saw some great things uh, in the game. I'm really excited to um, see what's going to happen next, you know? Clippers look good.
0: Yeah, I mean, no no reason to waste any time. The Clippers were in action in their first scrimmage. They took on the Orlando Magic. Of course, they're still missing a couple of people. We'll get to that, uh, you know, a little bit later in the show as well. But, yeah, like you said, from what we saw uh, for – that amount of time off and it being the first game action versus any other team, uh, it was a really encouraging effort from the Clippers. I thought, I thought, you know, despite a few things in the beginning looking a little slow, a little rusty, uh, I thought they looked re- really good overall.
1: Yeah, for sure, for
0: sure. Um, a game like this, you know, you never know what the
1: outcome's going to be, how the guys are going to be playing and stuff like that, but, you know, um, a 90 uh to 95 or 99 point game yeah um, 90, that's 99, good, 90. you know what i mean that's, yeah. that's a normal game for sure um we used to seeing the clippers score 120 you know with with the deep bench they have and the caliber of players they have but you know what i mean for overall aspect guys looked good man paul george looked good it looked like he didn't lose a beat attacking the rim. you know um uh, Williams is, is looks fierce, you know what I mean, attacking the rim for sure, and i seen him going right a lot, so that's even dangerous, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he's got at this point so many people kind of anticipating him going left because that's really you know his forte, but yeah, if he can switch it up and, and take him right every now and again, then it's just an- <laughs> another trick in the bag for one of the best scorers in the game.
1: Exactly. It's more detrimental
0: for, for uh, opponents for sure. <laughs> yeah and like you said 99 points but they were it was only 10 minute quarter, so you know you extrapolate that it's probably closer to 120 like you said so they're right right on right on pace for what we're, we normally see from them
1: yeah for sure for sure um to, to 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 go all the way back i think i gotta give it up to the to the nba organization for doing a hell of a job you know what i mean Yeah. The, the, the effect looked at awesome you know um it looked at like the the awesome um nba summer league you know um without the fans but it looked really good though you know what i mean
0: basketball is definitely back and it was a joy to watch for sure yeah i give them a lot of credit as well and i think we're going to see more things the nba just announced and we saw it i think in the it was the miami heat scrimmage basically that giant video board behind the benches we're gonna start seeing some, you know, fan interactions over video, so we'll get kind of a crowd-ish feel for, you know, over these screens and the sound of that. I think they're gonna keep adding to that as regular play goes on, and that'll be be interesting to see. It'll be a little, you know, sci-fiy, but uh, it's gonna work and bring bring a whole nother element to things. Some
1: futuristic type stuff, yeah. yeah. And uh, like we were saying before, we've seen the guys, you know, <laughs> cussing a lot. I don't know too much about the Clippers game, but a lot of guys, I'm you know, hearing ball don't lie. You know what I mean? From a lot of other teams and stuff like that, in Miami Heat, and um, it was it was just it was just great. You know what
0: I mean? To get that full effect of the game, you know, from that standpoint. Yeah, and one of the things you mentioned it already, but not that it's a huge surprise, but just seeing Paul George look so spry and so good i think out of all the players who probably benefited most from this off time was was paul george because of course he had the two shoulder surgeries he was recovering from of course had some hamstringing leg issues during the year he still put up great numbers in the regular season but i think the ability for him to get his body back to full strength was was huge and we kind of saw early dividends of that as he looked really spry really healthy and you know was putting on a show out there
1: no, for sure, yeah. Um, this was big for a lot of guys, uh, especially for the Clippers organization and the fans. I mean, and uh, the players, because a lot of guys were injured. You know what I mean? We had the rookie injured. We had Paul George injured. Low knick-knack injuries, you know what I mean? That could have been set back um, during the course of this time. And um, this helped them a lot, you know, recover from this standpoint and uh get healthy as much as possible and take care of those little you know licking wounds for sure so um yeah paul george man he he came out a monster um i was really surprised the way he played um you gotta understand too not playing five one five um one-on-one you know what i mean or two and two or any kind of basketball with contact for that long for four to three months it's pretty impossible to um come on the court and compete at a high level like this, you know what I mean? And yeah. he was he was a jewel, you know what I mean? He looked like he had not missed the beat for sure. And um it showed, you know, even though a lot of guys were rusty, um, and weren't knocking down shots they were normally uh, taking, um but at the most part part George was confidence, um, pull back, step back threes, you know what I mean? Um it was just a, it was just impressive to see that, you know what I mean? Just didn't say Uh, how much work he put into you know not being um lazy during these four four months for
0: sure and it it paid off yeah and it's funny you mentioned that because basketball shape and being in really good shape are can, can be completely different things and lou williams talked about that that he is you know he'd been running like crazy during these four months and he obviously had a great game as well and looked extremely bouncy and healthy as well but he was saying even for himself after all that running it's still a completely different thing and he felt a little winded out there at first and kind of pushed through it but uh, it's going to be an adjustment I think through the first couple weeks for these guys to get back in that full basketball shape after like you said not playing five on five for so long
1: most definitely most definitely yeah most definitely I think um Jordan said at first his trainer is Tom Gergovich he was like uh when Jordan transitioned over to playing baseball he was like man we got to train your body out to do something totally different, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it goes to show of like, if you're not playing the game, um, it's it's a huge setback, you know. Um, and I think that um these guys are not touching the ball and sitting down and being lazy and stuff like that. It shows who was working on their game, you know what I mean during this stint. And uh, it was it was definitely Paul George for sure.
0: Yeah, and I think you know it's so funny how perception can change from just a couple of months to another but you know Paul George in his last year in Oklahoma City last year before coming to the Clippers was an MVP candidate you know had one of the best seasons of anyone in the league and then you know a couple months later coming back from injuries all of a sudden feels like he's a little underrated and I know some of his playoff performances tie into that but even looking at his playoff stats he's had three different playoffs where he's averaged 27 and 28 points per game so that stuff might be a little overblown as well but it just shows how you know how big a contributor he can be and how much of a factor he'll be for them you know when they get into playoff games down the stretch
1: yeah for sure i think the caliber player he is 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 nonetheless a clutch player you know what i mean there's a select few of these guys that you can name in the nba that are clutch players and they actually have two players like that, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You know what I mean? So it's gonna be a difficult for for any team to collapse on one player if you got somebody that's shooting the ball at a high level like Paul George and that's attacking the rim at the same time as well. Um, like Kawhi Leonard and stuff. And, you know, Kawhi's still getting back to his, you know, his game shape as far as like everybody else, but he's gonna catch up to speed as well too. Um, it was just a scrimmage, you know what I mean, guys? So it's going to be more basketball to come. Um, I know for a fact these guys aren't pushing themselves to a limit extremely. It's kind of hard, like, again, um, being off that long and trying to go full speed. You don't want to tear nothing or injure anything like that. And I like the way that uh, the coach played these guys, you know, with little minutes, even though it was a 10-minute quarter and stuff like that. But he made sure everybody got their field and they got their legs underneath them. And uh, getting them close to you know game shape as best as possible in the rhythm.
0: Yeah, no, I thought it was you know as it went as well as it possibly could have in that first scrimmage. We'll see. They've got a couple more coming up in the next week until until the season gets restarted. And really, right now, that you know, it just it's a testament to the team's depth because they still have so much talent on the roster. But right now, it's just about you know who's going to be available for the Clippers. They've had probably the most you know turnover out of any team in this bubble with, you know, a couple of family emergencies for, you know, Montres Harrell, Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams had to leave the bubble. He will return yeah. soon as well. We know Zubats is not there, but he should be coming any day now, and same with Landry Schammett. So That's, you know, five key guys who are not there, uh, you know, leading into the regular season, so we'll see hopefully you know, first things first that everything is okay with their families and that they can, you know, get over that in this time, and then course secondly getting back to the team and contributing like we know all of these guys can because these are you know not insignificant pieces big players for this Clippers team in their quest for a championship
1: true true I didn't know Lou Williams just left what happened to him
0: yeah his uh his grandfather I believe passed away so he he had an excused absence yeah it's kind of when it rains it pours thing obviously Montrose Harrell with his grandmother Patrick Beverly with a very close friend of his and now Lou Williams so you know all three of them right at the same time expected to be back soon but you know as it goes in this bubble they're gonna have to kind of go through that you know two to four day quarantine to make sure they're fully healthy before they can get back with the team and on the court that's
1: true That's true. it's a lot of pressure a lot of a lot of a lot of weight on your shoulders and you know grieving is is really hard to to manage and you know the time that you have to spend uh with the family then you got to get back to you you know playing with the guys and stuff like that so much respect to those guys that's actually doing that stuff, man. It's hard to, to maintain um, different lifestyles of, of your own personal life and and being a showman of, of, you know, an entertainer in that realm as well, too. So much respect to those guys.
0: Yeah, of course, taking care of what they need to with their families. And it just shows, like we've talked about in previous episodes, that, you know, this bubble scenario is, is going to be tough because these guys have, you said, families and a lot of things going on. And we've seen... Not just with the Clippers, but with other players and other teams around the league, you know, having to take themselves out of the bubble for a temporary time to go take care of family issues—it's—it's going to be a tough challenge for a lot of these guys over these next couple of months to try to navigate those things. Yeah, definitely, definitely,
1: definitely, man. Um, what'd you think about the uh, the bench? How they how they spaced everything out and stuff like that.
0: You know, I think it's cool. Obviously, it's, you know, when they're on the court, you're going to be in close contact with people. But I guess any other precaution that you can take, uh, you know, they're spaced out a little bit, but they're still, you know, sitting within close enough proximity where players can have conversations or, you know, huddle up if they need to. But I think, you know, like you said earlier, the NBA has done such a good job of kind of thinking about every possible thing to do with, you know, keeping players safe, keeping – the staff safe, keeping everyone, you know, as safe as they can. So I think the fact that we saw it last week with the zero positive tests, uh, the NBA has done a, a tremendous job. So I think it's just another example of them just trying to do everything they can to make sure this thing works.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think so, too. They're doing a hell of a job, you know. Um, with, the, with the CARS that's dealt for them, um, they're doing an amazing job for sure.
0: Yeah, and I think that, you know, obviously in the arena – it's going to be a little weird for these guys but as we said kind of leading up to this thing well, we were confident that the product would look good and like you said with the setup of the court and the screens and everything and the tv broadcast is going to be high production i think there's really no drop off from watching it on tv outside of it just looking a little different without fans but i think it's you know i think it's going to play up really well uh, on tv and we're going to have our normal looking basketball it's going to be fun Let's go, man. I've, I've
1: Actually, besides the Clippers, though, I watched a lot of games, though. Um, they came on out here. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to watch the Clippers' actual full game. I had to watch the bits and pieces, actually, the made baskets because um, I'm out here in Italy. Yeah. Um, but I got a chance as much as possible to watch the game um, through, through streaming and stuff like that. So it was pretty awesome to see. Uh, the pace and stuff but a lot of these games that i have been able to watch they showcase brooklyn and, and of course the lakers which is the fan favorite out here um it, it's pretty it's pretty interesting how these guys are um, competing at this level you know what i mean it's pretty it's pretty dope lebron's looking pretty nice uh, not to <laughs> talk about the lakers by any means <laughs> it's a the <Clipper laughs> podcast but these guys are monsters right now they're coming you know um the Greek Freak is looking pretty good, too. So this thing has actually helped a lot of people, I see, um, a lot of players in this in this, this bubble, for sure.
0: And ah, it, it, it's funny, too, because it, it probably, I mean, it helps everyone, like you said, in terms of just their health and getting their bodies right. But you think of the, mm-hmm. the teams who could probably have to use that break the most. And, you know, as you said, Giannis, obviously one of the best players. He was able to keep himself in good shape and ready. LeBron, mm-hmm. you know, still always a powerful force and one of the best, but getting up there in age, so this rest probably helped him a little bit and <laughs> then was near, yeah. and then of course we talked about Paul George and his health and and Kawhi who had to deal with the load management. It probably helps all three of the best teams and their best players as much as anyone. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, this is going to be <laughs> a race to the to the finish line for sure. Um close game, proximity and it's going to be a lot of uh, a, a fast-paced movement for sure because these guys, they like the gazelles out there right now running like they're excited to be on that court. I know I'll be excited to just get back to hooping and, and fresh legs, you know what I mean, jumping out the out the gym and all kinds of stuff like that. So you're going to see – we're going to see a lot of great plays. Um, guys are playing actual defense right now in the NBA, which is amazing. And um, for the most part, guys that, that – really haven't got a chance to play they might get you know a little bit more minutes you know what i mean playing wise and get some confidence underneath their their skin as well you know during the circumstances of no fans and stuff like that with that without the pressure and um, looking forward to you know who's going to actually be a, a be an all-star or a sleeper out of this this whole bubble situation
0: what's the number one sign of a bad home security system a home security system that's so complicated you never use it that's exactly the type of system SimpliSafe has spent a decade fighting against. SimpliSafe is designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24-7. Order online, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. It's that simple. Head to simplysafecom team and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafecom team. It feels good to fear less. And it was really cool seeing, you know, we talked about the Clippers game a little bit, but just seeing, not that it's a huge surprise, but to your point about players, you know, looking spry and looking healthy, I thought Lou Williams looked as, you know, fast and quick as we've ever seen him. He was blown by people on pretty much every possession and, you know, not that he needs any more help being a great scorer because he's always been that, but he was, he looked like he had his A game going.
1: You, you know you fast as hell when you're not even making a move you're just actually literally <laughs> going by people yeah. <laughs> you're not crossing over or nothing you're just getting the ball and just going yeah so, just first
0: step and you're gone yeah
1: and like you said Lou williams is running a lot it definitely showed he was running you know what i mean yeah <laughs> he, was, he was a lightning bolt and once again he was going right i was i was watching him. he was going right a lot going by people you know what i mean and Definitely getting to you know the free throw line. That's his forte, uh, uh, expertise for sure. So um, yeah, he's going to be he's going to be a killer man in this bubble.
0: Yeah, and I know we talked we've talked about in the fa- past few weeks. Uh, Joakim Noah. We know he got the start. He yeah. played. Played pretty well, four points, five That's rebounds, right. three assists. What do you think of Joaquin Noah and his time on the court?
1: That's right, Joaquin Noah. He surprised me. He had some hands. He was catching some basketball. Um, he was actually making good reads off the pick and roll at the top, uh, finding big uh, finding the shooters in the corner. Um, he was he was pretty pretty interesting. It looked like he was he belonged there for sure. Yeah. Has to go off to Joaquin Noah. You know what I mean? He was he stayed ready this whole time and. Um, He's been working out with a lot of great trainers as well too so um it it, it paid off i think they knew what they were getting out of him and they definitely did their due diligence uh making sure that he was ready and uh, they threw him in the fire and he prevailed though he was
0: ready yeah he looked good and obviously like we've said i don't think his role is going to be huge but just showing that you know he can be ready at the drop of that drop of a hat and be ready to contribute you know whenever his number is called upon i think that's just another positive for this team and and like you were saying exactly in the pick-and-roll read situations you know joking Noah in his prime was always a great passer and we saw you know that skill is still there and he did a great job of kinda making the right decision in the middle of the floor whenever he got the basketball
1: yeah he doesn't do too much at all Uh he knows what he can do and he knows what he can't do and that's the experience of Joakim Noah and the veteran that he is as less as possible, putting it on the floor, um, catching underneath the rim, finishing. If he doesn't have nothing, he knows who's helping and where the weak side help is coming from. So he's ma- able to make those passes and those reads to those cars in the corner and finding them for wide open shots. And, you know, if you're getting wide open shots, you can't beat that in a basketball game. You know what I mean? You'll take that any day. So he's really good at that. So he's like pretty much like a coach player in, a, in, a, in an aspect, you know, on the court.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as we get closer to the season, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do another podcast. You know, probably before the first game next Thursday, we'll probably get it up on that Thursday morning. Uh, But but leading up to that, right now, we know they have a couple more scrimmages. Uh, What are you? What do you think the Clippers have kind of locked down as things they do well? And is there anything that concerns you uh, about what they have going right now, going into the regular season or closing out the regular season? as we get to you know get close to it
1: man you know uh it's kind of hard to say for the first game i would be just happy that the guys finished the game strong um and they were they were healthy and getting that love and energy back um i think the first game the first scrimmage was just up in the air let's just go have fun and play ball and we'll figure it out while we're playing at that standpoint you know what works what doesn't um I think for for the most part, they have a, a, a great depth of uh, players that they can play. You know what I mean? So they won't be missing the beat from from starting King Noah or whoever else that needs to be coming in to starting for the center spot. They know Joaquin Noah is going to be ready to play uh, five or ten minutes or whatever minutes they play, which is huge for them. Um, the list goes on for these guys. They just got to put the right pieces in at the right time. And I think that comes from the coach's standpoint of, who's he's going to play at the pivotal moment. You know, you got a lot of guys that can actually finish games at a high level. So making sure they're in the game and making sure they're not bumping heads will probably be the biggest thing that they, they have on their plate right now. Um, And just the unselfishness of the players that they have. I don't think nobody is selfish on the team. So that's like half 50% of a win right there for organization towards getting to a championship game. Um, from that point
0: man you got to take one game at a time right now and yeah. just enjoy this ride yeah no no doubt and i think that you kind of alluded to it there but i think the team this team's greatest strength obviously having two of the best players in the world is is one of them but uh you know the fact that they're so versatile and like you said they can probably have a number of different combinations down the stretch depending on you know who they're playing and which matchups are the best but yeah. they can have a you know an offense heavy lineup where they have you know guys like Lou Williams in there they can have a defensive heavy lineup where they have you know Patrick Beverly in there along with of course Kawhi and Paul George so really I think like you said it's kind of the trust in the coaching staff and we know that Doc Rivers is always one of the better coaches in the league so I think that trust is is in there in that team and there's really not a lot of selfishness I think these guys are going to be there to support each other no matter who is you know getting those crunch time minutes as long as you know, it results in winning for the team.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yep. So we all going to sit back and relax <laughs> and figure <laughs> this thing out together, man. I'm, I'm rooting for these guys. And um,
0: everybody, I think, Doc Rivers has been there with the Boston Celtics, if I'm not mistaken, right, to the
1: championship, won the championship.
0: Yeah, he, won, he won it back in 08. He won,
1: oh, 08, yeah. So everybody has actually been to that spot. Uh, Kawhi Leverens won the chip. Paul George hasn't gotten to the finals. A lot of these guys haven't gotten to the finals, so they're going to need these guys to actually push that 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 envelope up for these guys to get there, you know. And then let them lead that way. That's been there for sure. But um, it goes with the coaching staff, and um, I just can't wait, man. I'm excited. There's enough enough talking. We've been to this, trying to get to this point. So we're just going to enjoy this game, man, and see what they got for us for sure.
0: Yeah, and as I said, we can only just hope that you know, the family situations for the guys that are currently out of the bubble, uh, you know, that everything is, is well with them and they can come back strong and, and contribute to the team because we know, as we've said, of course, we know how important Lou Williams is, Patrick Beverly, Montrose Harrell, all the guys that are, you know, going to make their way back are going to have have to play a key role if they want to, you know, win the championship as, as their goal yeah. is. Yeah, it's a huge sacrifice, you know what I mean, to get what you want.
1: Um, it's a huge sacrifice for for yourself to, to give yourself, you know, getting to that chip, man. So uh, much respect to those guys that's, you know, taking on that load with the family and stuff like that. And, you know, all the love and respect goes out to them for sure Is doing that.
0: Yeah, no question about it. And, uh, Alex, before we, we wrap things up here, uh, we know that the NBA announced that despite there being the eight final regular season games, the season awards, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, all that, will Be voted on basically on everything that's happened through March and not through these final games. So, what? So, with that said, uh, you through these awards, uh, let's do you mind if we go through them and you give us your picks for for who you got? (laughs) Wow, it hasn't been enough
1: basketball. (laughs) Oh
0: man, yeah, it's been about Well, well, like, I think Clippers have played 64 games so. Yeah, it's about sixty-ish, yeah. sixty-five games for for these guys. So we know for the MVP, it, for most people, it's between Giannis and LeBron. Uh, who, do you, who who would you yeah. have there?
1: I would have to give it to LeBron. I'm gonna be honest with you. If if I had to choose you know, out of those two, um, it's scary, but I would have to give it to LeBron for sure.
0: Okay. Um, these guys, yeah. All right. You're what about uh, yeah. what about Defensive Player of the Year? Who you got there? Oh man. Gee whiz!
1: Uh, who was the candidates for that?
0: Uh, we know. I mean, Giannis was up there again. Rudy Gobert. You know, Patrick Beverly's in that mix. Um, you yeah, know, those are the. Those uh, DeAndre probably, Jordan.
1: He wasn't playing at the time, so he's not in the caliber, huh? Nah. Uh, Rudy Gobert, I would probably say for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, does a great job protecting the rim there in Utah. So yeah. not a bad pick there. Uh, what about? Uh, Let's go coach of the year. Who do you like there?
1: Oh man. Uh, Popovich I would say probably.
0: Okay, and then I we got say. we got six man, which is basically the Clipper award. It's either Lou yeah, will or, or Montrez. Which one do which one do you, which that's one do you go with? It's <laughs>
1: definitely Lou will, man,
0: for <laughs> sure, man. He's yeah, going trying to set the record. We know he's got 3 of them. Uh, tied with another former Clipper, Jamal Crawford, who's got three. So if Lou wins it, he'll have four of those awards, and he'd be okay. the uh, he'd be on the top of the mountain there.
1: Let's go! Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Lou will is definitely my guy for that. All right, so uh, we'll see what happens who, with those awards.
1: Who, who do you have though? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> who <do you> have? <laughs> for the MVP, who do you got, Jeff?
0: Uh, MVP, I'd probably go with with Giannis. I mean, I, no disrespect to LeBron. He think you know. There's, there's no question what an incredible player he is and what he's done. I think looking at the stats, Giannis is just so off the charts. And you know that Milwaukee team, they have talent, but to get them to have the best record in the league, I think is a real testament to just how good Giannis has been. And you know, improving his numbers from what what was an MVP season last year, I give him Mm -hmm. a slight nod there Uh, for uh, for Defensive Player of the Year. I'd probably go Gobert as well. You know, I think okay. that he's done a tremendous job there. Um, six man, you know, like I said, I think it's one of the two. I, I'll give the edge to, I'll say Montrez just to to be, you know, a little on the contrary there. But you can't you can't uh-huh. go wrong with Lou or Trez. No,
1: nah, you can't go wrong. I I would love for them to see to both have it to be honest. Yeah, it be
0: split it a little co-winner. That'd be awesome. Yeah,
1: that'd be awesome. And they then, wouldn't
0: mind either. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, coach of the year, you know, I'd probably go either either Billy Donovan in Oklahoma City for what he's done, or or Nick Nurse for Toronto, keeping them to be as good as they are when losing Kawhi. That's I think a
1: good too, yeah. I think
0: any of those guys. And we didn't do most improved. I'd probably go, you know, maybe Brandon Ingram in New Orleans for kind of exploding after having some up and down years in L.A. He's done a really nice job in in New Orleans, so. I'd probably go with, true. with Ingram there. That's a good one. What do, what do you got for rookie of the year, though? That's what oh, that's right. We didn't go rookie. That. You know, I, I just, I love Zion, but I don't think he's played enough games. So I think John Morant for has sure, been John Morant. so spectacular that I got to give it to Ja.
1: Yeah, Ja Morant. The uh, Thor uh, Williams, he hasn't played a lot for sure, but I would have definitely gave it to him if he has been been playing that much for sure. He definitely deserved it. But uh Morant has been explosive, man. I love his game for sure. I do too. Definitely he's love game.
0: He's just incredible to watch. It's fun got to a, watch. He's got a flair about his game that is you can just tell the special, the, you know, those are the, you know, the players when you can see it with the eye test in in game 1 when he steps on the scene you're like, "Oh yeah, this guy's going to be a star." And he ha- he has yeah, that. He's, gonna be a star. he's a dog for sure. Yeah. All right, so that is going to do it for this episode Alex but as you said next week we'll we'll get a little preview up before Thursday night but we know the official we have scrimmages going now but the actual start of the regular season Thursday Thursday night Clippers Lakers we're back at it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to definitely be in tuning into that game if I got a peg for sure I'm going to definitely watch that game. Actually, you know what? They're going to have that game cuz they're playing the Lakers. Today. They always had the Lakers
0: out here. Alright, well, you'll get, you'll get it in Italy, we'll talk about it here, and uh, we'll have that ready for you next week, but uh, as you said, we're here, we're ready to go. Alex, thanks again for, for calling in from Italy, and uh, we're going to get ready for this season. It's about time. Okay, let's get it, Jeff. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of Believe in Clippers. As always, if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple, or find us wherever else podcasts are found. We're there. Everywhere including believe.com where you can check out this show and hundreds of others on the platform. So with that said, that is gonna do it for this week's edition for Alex Ackerham, Jesse Cass, on and off on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, and the only place with a show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go clips.